Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to cash in when public sentiment turns on a highly anticipated game. Yeah, seems like Starfield is aged like milk. Well, uh, maybe milk that was already room temperature when it first started aging. And, and then maybe that room temperature aged milk can only fast travel from the glass into your mouth. That's right. There's a bunch of loading screens in between, too. Yeah, you get it. I don't think folks are super concerned with the accuracy of this analogy, though, Lawrence. I, just like they seem equally unconcerned with Starfield these days. Yeah, user reviews are slipping. Mod makers are dropping off of projects after calling the game fucking trash. And now even Bethesda developers are starting to publicly vent their frustration over the game's discourse and reception. Now that the marketing hype and long wait for Starfield is over, nearly everyone is questioning if Bethesda even has that old magic anymore. <laughs> or if it really ever existed in the first place. We'll cover all these developments, plus a tiny glimmer of hope for the future of Starfield, right after a quick word from today's sponsor, Pixel Starships. Inside Games is sponsored by Pixel Starships. Pixel Starships is a free-to-play game on both PC and mobile, and in the game you can build and manage your own starship in an MMO world. On your starship, you're managing power systems, crew, mining, and of course, PvP battles, and you can trade with over 10 million players that are playing. I'm a big fan of the PvE battles, just picking up resources and killing the computer, but I'll occasionally jump into the PvP and just get smoked. I'm also a big fan of the fact that you can play on mobile or PC, and there's cross-progression. And in their most recent update, they just started a UGC portal where fans can create their own skins and then share with the community. So if you want to try Pixel Starships for yourself and hopefully not beat me in PvP, download the game using our link in the description. If you use our link, you'll receive $100 free Starbucks on arrival. Then, once you've registered, if you enter the promo code INSIDE GAMES, you'll get an additional 125 Starbucks. This is one of those games that I just cannot seem to stop playing. So, if you want to give Pixel Starships a shot, use our link. Thank you, Pixel Starships. All right, back to Starfield. Public sentiment isn't looking so hot these days. Uh, user reviews are slipping, both on Metacritic, where it's got a 7.0, and they're currently mixed on Steam as well, which indicates that users are less than thrilled with this game. Mm -hmm. The label mixed is only really part of that story. The game just has 67% positive reviews over the full course of its release. In the last 30 days, that drops to just 52%. As user LitFuel wrote on Steam, this game is great if it was released in 2013. <laughs> It feels like you've entered a time capsule when you put this game up. All the modern day quality of life features you expect aren't there. Oddly enough, even reviews from more mainstream outlets exhibited this kind of trend. Reddit user Nusco ran the data after normalizing review scores for Starfield in the first four weeks since its launch on OpenCritic. Every week yielded a progressively lower average score. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, you remember that whole thing about Bethesda withholding Starfield reviews from certain outlets? Hmm. Hey, and remember when we said Starfield's reviews were actually mixed, but viewers accused us of stretching the truth because at the time the Metacritic score was in the high 80s? Hmm. Lawrence, I do remember that, actually. That's really interesting. Hmm. Weird. Uh, but that opens really a whole other can of worms that we won't talk about right now. Point is, as usual, we were right. And we're not the only smug YouTubers doing the slow cruise past Starfield's house for the third time today. Gaming YouTuber Nakey Jakey also bashed Starfield's design, saying that it was outdated a decade ago in a video that has racked up more than 3.5 million views in just a few days. It's a great video. Jakey's a great content creator. <laughs> All right, it's officially fashionable to shit on Starfield. We did it, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Which also gets into a whole other can of worms. I mean, even though we weren't blown away by Starfield, we also don't agree with this growing trend of bullying the stinky game in the class for social media points. Yeah, we're part of that cycle, but I don't know. It, it's... 
sucks to see. Uh, uh, people do what they're yeah. going to do. Uh, well, the views will decide at the end of that one. <laughs> Meanwhile, to make matters worse, a developer behind a huge multiplayer mod for the game just gave up, saying the game sucked and it wasn't worth their time. Oh, man, that, that, would, be, that would be really fun, that multiplayer thing. Uh, Games Radar reported that one of the devs behind the Starfield Together project, Kosa uh, DC, posted on Discord that they were initially stoked about the idea for the project. They actually worked on the Skyrim Together project as well. They even spent launch day and beyond reverse engineering the space RPG and porting over gameplay hooks from Skyrim to get a co-op mod together. Sounds awesome. But after they ported about 70% of Skyrim Together's code to the Starfield project, they said they just realized this game is fucking trash. <sighs> they wrote that, quote, the game is boring, bland, and the main draw of Bethesda games Exploration in a lively and handcrafted world was completely gone. Cozy DC ended up uploading all their work online in case somebody else wants to finish it. I hope they do. Uh, but that's just not a ringing endorsement, obviously. And it's especially a tough pill to swallow for Bethesda, which made its name with compelling open world games like Skyrim, which has just become a beloved classic. It's a great game. There's a little more psychic damage in those comments as well. Mod makers are generally acknowledged as saving most Bethesda games from Bethesda. Uh, given that Bethesda likes to ship games without features content or even the stability associated with releases in its contemporary windows. Uh-huh. Starfield uh, seemed to play out the same way, with mod makers stepping up to provide features like DLSS that many would expect on day one from a AAA game from one of the world's most prestigious developers. May have had something to do with their AMD tie-in, but... Uh. Yeah, maybe, probably. And then to have a prolific mod maker not only give up in frustration, but also publicly insult the game indicates just how bad the situation is with Starfield. Even the people who want to work on those games for free are getting driven away. Basically, word on these gamer streets is that Bethesda, a studio that once blew everyone's minds with their technical prowess and artistic worlds, is washed up and behind the times. Mm, yeah, it's also a bummer for Microsoft, which clearly hoped that Starfield would be a crown jewel exclusive from one of its highest profile studios. I mean, especially when its exclusivity was apparently worth Bethesda's $7.5 billion acquisition. The turning sentiment could be causing Bethesda's developers to speak out in strange ways as well. Uh, a few weeks ago, Bethesda's responses to Steam reviews made the rounds as Bethesda developers attempted to explain that Starfield is actually really good. You just have to look at it in another way. <laughs> I mean, some of them kind of feel like, uh-uh, like that's just it in as many words. So they read a little weird. Uh, oh, gosh. The favorite, my favorite, is one that tries to convince you that empty planets are actually really exciting because, quote, when astronauts went to the moon, there was nothing there. They certainly weren't bored. Lawrence, how do they compare a video game to actual space exploration? <laughs> I don't know, but it works. I didn't think about it like that. Now, every time I land on a planet, it's like I'm Neil Armstrong in the flesh. Right. You made the journey. More recently, the backlash seemed to prompt a public response from a Bethesda higher up. Uh, Emil Pagliarulo, Bethesda's studio design director, took to X recently to basically say that game development is hard and players don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, he's right, by the way. <laughs> he's right, by the way. Uh, we like to say that yeah, a lot, yeah. too, in including referring to ourselves. But in grand X games journalist fashion, he takes about 15 tweets to get there and leaves everyone wondering what was the point by the end of it. <laughs> he started by writing, quote, Funny how disconnected some players are from the realities of game development, and yet they speak with complete authority. I mean, I can guess what it takes to make a hostess Twinkie, but I don't work in the factory, so what the hell do I really know? Not a lot. Mm, mm, we're going there, huh? Okay, sure. Yeah, most game, most game players don't know the ins and outs of development, 
but they know when they're not having fun and they know when they don't feel like they've gotten what they paid for. So you don't got to be a chef to know the food tastes bad. You know, it's just honestly like I'm reading a bit into this, but oh, a design director ought to know about death of the author too. Like mm-hmm. I get yeah. that it's it's probably just rough feelings and it really sucks to get dogpiled on. So I can give it, it a pass. But anyway, it yeah, does. rough, rough sentiments here. Emil also did say that people have the right to complain, but that he personally doesn't out of respect for my fellow devs and because it would be uncool and unprofessional of me to do so but sometimes i want to oh boy yeah i bet you do i know that feeling too <laughs> pagliarulo said that his perspective on making games has changed since joining the industry boy you'd hope it would yeah i was gonna say that would make sense uh he said that quote the truth is nobody sets out to make a bad game and most game devs are incredibly talented even if the game they release isn't up to par which yeah again yeah i thought i like to think we say that a lot here too but we do people still have a right to complain uh even if they aren't in the industry and didn't witness all that suffering if they feel like they've received an inferior product also did he just kind of admit that starfield wasn't up to par is that just us saying that i'm not sure Uh, he's speaking of theoreticals but yeah he's making that that comparison so yeah, in the end, Pagliarulo appeals for civility by reminding you that lots of people worked really hard on Starfield. I mean, yeah, and I would, again, I agree. And also, maybe he's taking a lot of personal insults, and I understand that. And those are not at all uh, kosher in this case. But criticism of the of the product is fine. Yeah, and, and specifically, there was like, this is either in response to Nakey Jakey's video, or there was also a massive thread on the Starfield subreddit, where everyone was throwing out ideas and suggestions, and good God, to be a... To be someone who makes that and to see people suggest things like it's the easiest thing in the world, it makes your blood boil. So I really do feel for Pagliarulo, but it's one of those frustrations that no one's going to empathize with. And that's the, you ask for empathy and it's kind of that's a cyclical right. thing. Yeah, mm. That's true. Uh, but Starfield is far from a bomb. Both Bethesda and Microsoft say they're not giving up on it. Bethesda says that more than 12 million people have played it. Those are big numbers. Yeah. They also said that updates and DLC are planned, which is cool and all, but... Mm, they did already announce DLC that most people seem to have completely forgotten about, even if they paid for it. Uh, remember the Shattered Story space expansion that was supposed to justify spending 90 bucks on the game? A lot of people threw shit at us for that, too. I completely forgot about that, actually. <laughs> totally. Uh, kind of weird the game came out three months ago. They sold the DLC with no info and have said nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, when it's coming, what it is, yeah. how big it's going to be, nothing. Instead, the latest update we have right now is a vague post on Reddit a couple days ago, wherein Bethesda promises an update early next year with bug fixes and graphic features like FSR3 and XESS, which have already been modded into the game, by the way. Uh, The post vaguely promises other features like city maps. Oh, thank God. Finally. Uh, Official mod support and all new ways of traveling to flow to the game and updates to hit every six weeks. Space bicycle. Oh, wow. Finally. Yeah, go to a go to a low grav planet, do a flip off a dune. I'm already thinking. Nope, it's getting away from me. You won't be able to do that. It'll be like a bike, but you can't jump. It oh, won't leave the ground. Come on. Yeah, just give us a Ugh. rover. Fuck. Yeah, maybe. Hey, maybe we just need to take a longer view of things. It's a games of service situation. Who knows? Xbox boss Phil Spencer says he hopes Starfield to be a 12 year hit, just like Skyrim. I hope so too. That'd be cool. Can't wait to install Starfield 2035 and have my mind blown by a functional city map. Bloop. And then the map shows up and you can see where the buildings are. Can you imagine it? Whoa. Yeah. Starfield has a, a ways to go. A ways to go before it hits Skyrim status. A game that came out 10 years ago. I don't know. Maybe we just shoot for good in the meantime. <laughs> get those features in there. <laughs> All right, Lawrence. Will Starfield patch its way to a cyberpunk 
or No Man's Sky Redemption. I, I'm i going to say right now, I think it's going to be a slow build. I don't think it's going to be a Cyberpunk or a No Man's Sky because people don't see Starfield as a failure out of the gate like they did with Cyberpunk and No Man's Sky. So they had literally nowhere to go but up, it seems, um, for a lot of people. Whereas Starfield is pretty middling. Um, it's sort of falling down right in the, you know, the 65, 70% range. And again, both you and I really enjoyed it. I love this game. I, I played the hell out of it and loved what, what the, was there. So I'm very excited for improvements and I'll happily dive in in a year and check it out. But I don't think it's going to be a full-on redemption like these, like uh, Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, it's possible, but it would be a revamp. Like it would be the sort of thing where they update it three years from now and it's just a new game, uh, which means it may as well be a sequel. Uh, my reasoning for that is, uh, I, I think you and I both identified with, especially with Cyberpunk, but then also No Man's Sky, that those games had artistic merit that people could not see at the time because they released prematurely. Uh, I mean, we were very explicit about it with Cyberpunk, that there was a lot of value in that game that a lot of people were not seeing or willfully ignoring just because the dunk was easier and, and people resonated with that more. But with Starfield, it's just kind of a, a 6.5 out of 10 all around. I mean, the soundtrack's really good. Some of the quests are cute. I think it's. I think parts of it are really beautiful when you see vistas and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, one out of every 20 planets has like a good moment, but there's a whole yeah. lot of just like boom, 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 and then I cast <laughs> the star power just so that I don't run out of endurance, so I'm just like running straight toward it. <laughs> eh. A lot of emptiness outside of that. So I could see how they could sprinkle more content on top of the structure that's there, but they have got to get like full actual real exploration. That means planet to space, space to planet, vehicles on a planet, more places to explore, more spontaneous events, more something that happens along the way that's not just a ship hailing you as soon as you load in to an area because that has no spontaneity to it. It's so it's so bland and predictable like the rest of the game. So yeah, they could, they could like infuse some artistic uh, vibrance in the game but I still think that the Bethesda magic of exploring a world and having spontaneous adventures is prohibited by a technological barrier that they basically need a full engine revamp to fix. And the theory was that they were doing that these past six years, but apparently not. So, uh, or there was just a barrier, a wall that they hit uh, that they could not get around. Who knows? Series S RAM? I'm just throwing out ideas, but yeah, it would have to be like a Starfield 2 where they have an engine that can actually enable the experience that I think people are expecting. You know, Lawrence, it's really difficult to not be smug in this situation <laughs> because I was saying for years it was going to be Fallout in space. I said it over and over and over. Uh, Lawrence, you were all over the fact that the hype it was overhyped. We, I, I, can we toot our own horns a little bit here? Just a touch. People get down on us for being negative. Only sometimes, by the way, because sometimes we're really positive. Uh, but they get down on us for being negative here randomly, whereas most of the internet is the most negative. But it is our job to call it like we see it. It's this is we're not being positive or negative. We are just trying to find the actual reality of the situation. Yeah, it's it can be tough, especially when in games media you're often rewarded for agreeing with consensus. So I think a lot of a lot of folks in games media start to think that that's their job, and then the audience starts to think that it's our job to rebroadcast consensus. Uh, and that's certainly the best way to get the most viewers and have the happiest viewers. But no, I. Uh, we bravely take the hit to our, our viewership metrics to kind of counter the, the public opinion from time to time because that's what we view our job as being. Now, yeah, the, the danger is that we get too addicted to negativity and we find negativity anywhere. Um, 
And I could, you know what, actually, I can kind of see that being the case with the Game Awards thing, but uh, we're not there yet most of the time, especially when we're sober. So <laughs> I think it's fine. Also, come on, the Game Awards puts a bad taste in anyone's mouth. But I just, I just, I want to use these moments to illustrate the way that we do things differently and also egotistically self-aggrandize. So the Inside Games moment has happened. And all this is to say, that's why today's Inside Games, Inside Gamer is Fraser Finley said comment from our Game Awards video. Personally, I thought the cynical takes regarding the Game Awards were hilarious and refreshing. <laughs> I approached these kind of events with a similar attitude. It was a joy to watch along with the only gaming news show brave enough to tell it like it is. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. Uh, speaking of our bravery, we got some patrons that like to celebrate our bravery. We're very, very gracious. Uh, very, very grateful. Uh, these patrons love Starfield so much, they only fast travel in real life. You walk to the front door, the blackness fades, you fade in and you're at work. Not Gak, Alex Stone, Talia Monochrome, and Rook, Captain Coldblood. Congratulations living that Starfield lifestyle. That's amazing. Uh, these patrons love Starfield so much they only walk everywhere. They don't drive a car or nothing like you would in on, on the moon normally. Uh, Pitstrip, Loveless, Scotty Ryan, and Ray Pichardo. Also, I, we should, I wanted to call out the sponsor at the very end of our episode. So thank you again to Pixel Starships for sponsoring our video. Uh, make sure you get all the rewards through our code inside games. Download the game using our link in the description. I've played hours of this game. It really is fun. <laughs> so uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the rewards too, because that'll help you like uh, move faster into the PvP stuff for Pixel Starships. Mm -hmm. 